Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. It's episode 312. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy. Hi! <laughs> We're rolling straight into this episode after 3.11. If you have joined us recently and you're a new listener, we record two episodes in one night. So you get two podcasts, kind of for the price of one. Almost. Not that you pay for any of this. But we're going to launch into some beers as we do I, to start off our show. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I pay for this as well. Um, let's, let's open some beers. Lucy sticking off the beers again for the, uh, for the episode. So I'm going to launch into my second beer for the evening. Uh, but only beer, I suppose, for 312. This is from Left Handed Giant. Um, it's a, Beer brewed at their brew pub rather than at the brewery. It's their export porter. It's 6%. And I believe it's, it, is it a collaboration? There's a, a logo on the front of it that says Tilly's. So inspired by export porters of the mid 19th century, we have created a beer with notes of coffee, toasted hazelnut and a whole hedgerow in the palate. After creating a complex malt base, we added a dry hop of UK Cascade for a little modern twist. It says nothing about what Tilly's might be. Um, it could be that, you know, the, the logo is some hops, it looks like. Maybe that's where they've got their hops from. Maybe they had some people from there that helped them brew the beer. Um, but I picked this up after reading um, A Year in Beers, March chapter uh johnny garrett's Ooh. new book um which i'm kind of reading through each month as it happens and uh there was a lot of chat about porters around about march and i thought yeah perfect uh, i'll jump on to uh i'll jump onto one sort of will it be uh, yes there it is perfect yeah. i really need to pick that up mm. you guys make me jealous it's a good read it's good it's it, it delves into sort of uh a decent amount of variation in what he's talking about it's not just march is good for these beers it goes into like food pairings it talks about sort of a beer historically at that time of year um you know there's tons of uh of, of stuff that uh that he really kind of delves uh delves into so yeah it's good but yeah i'm gonna pour an expert expert export porter Adam. Expertly. Well, I'm not. Look at that. <laughs> Already instantly ruined oh, on my port. Adam, what are you drinking um, tonight? Uh, I've got the Nesta Tropical Foreign Extra South um, by Ravar Lotney. Bottled by Trzek. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce this Polish name. Kumpli. It's Polish. Um, <laughs> it's a lovely can, Nesta. Yeah. So it tropical is in uh, brackets, and then it's a foreign extra stout. And <clears throat> get ready for some flavor text. <clears throat> stout, a top fermented dark beer coming directly from Porter, has been brewed since the 17th century. The word foreign meant that its export version, while extra, indicated that it was a stronger variant of beer, thanks to which it had a greater chance of surviving a sea voyage. As early 
As in the 18th century, FES sailed from the British Isles and from the beginning of the 20th century from New York to the Caribbean. In this warm and humid climate, it was valued, paradoxically, for its body and alcohol power. No wonder that then that Jamaicans themselves started brewing tropical stout commercially in the 1920s. In Nesta, expect the aromas of roasted grain, chocolate, coffee, as well as fruitiness. The latter comes from the work of yeast, as we gave it a bit of a warmer environment this time. Semicolon, close parentheses. We saturated this beer with nitrogen to make it velvety and, and to obtain a beautiful fine bubble foam. Be sure to pour it vigorously. Cheers, and... One love. Yeah. That sounds very good. Yeah. Like the nitrogen in that. Is yeah, so it's it's a nitro. It's 6%. Good. It's original extract is 16.5%. I'm excited mm. about this beer. Yeah, because I was like, I haven't heard tropical stack in no. a long time. Yeah, or black IPA, so those have fallen out of favour. They seem to have, haven't they? Well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, I, love oh, I don't think I've poured vigorously enough. I mean... I, I need to shake the can first. But I didn't either, and it's just... Boof. <laughs> in the, uh, oh. in, in my, my glass. Just a honeycomb on top of your beer. Yes. Um, for those of you just joining us um, for this episode, I've got a bit of a cold, so I can't give, you know... Um, more nasal notes, um, cause I'm not getting very much at all. And it's gonna be a bit difficult. I just, I had to sup some foam as it was rising kind of through the glass. Quite a ridiculous speed. Um, I'll try and get me face in to taste it. Kind of as you would expect with a porter. Incredibly dark. Um, a little thin, um, kind of in its body. But this is, it's very light, like incredibly light. It's not a big, thick, viscous beer. It, it's not watery, but it has a, it, it's, it's kind of maybe medium body. It's just a little lighter than, than medium body, but you definitely get that hazelnut in there. That, that kind of cuts through everything quite nicely. And then there's those more deeper roasted coffee notes in there as well. It's, if they'd have said this was a, a stout instead of a porter, I would have, have absolutely have said, yep, like, you know, definitely. Uh, it, it feels like that as well. Uh, again, talking about Johnny Garrett's book, there's not a huge amount of difference, uh, at least historically between porters and stouts. Uh, a little bit of ABV potentially. Um, as we kind of talked about, more modern porters tend to sway a little bit more sweeter. And you don't get that with this porter. This one, is deeper it's a little bit more um heavy in those roasted notes so the coffee comes through that lovely hazelnut is sat in there as well but it says that there's a, a whole hedgerow in the palate and i'd be interested in what they mean by that because it has this almost uh um not like hoppy bitterness but there's this no, I mean, it's not even, it's not kind of spruce, it's not kind of piney. It's, 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 a, it, there's a bitterness in here, but it's not there. It's not quite as earthy as that. It's a little lighter and very mm. difficult to describe, especially yeah, as yeah. my, especially as my nose is just like, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, <laughs> I have to talk and breathe like, 
so it's it's very difficult to know what the whole hedgerow they describe is is kind of bringing but a, a bitterness mm. at the moment is is what i'm getting from it so yeah but I, I, again i love a bitterness it's a nice easy beer for me to drink what was the percent on that again? A uh, six. Okay. Yeah, six. Alright. Hmm. Um, yeah, Adol. How about the Nester? Oh. Ooh, that nose. So it uh I didn't have a vigorous pour. It um hmm. it uh what head there was died really well, but it's got great lacing. Um That nose I think they said on the ten Roasted grain, chocolate coffee. That roasted grain. There's a graininess to the fire to the like normally on um, stouts when you have a roasted multi note, it's very much in the coffee sort of category. Mm-hmm. This is definitely roasted grain. Like you're getting a a wheatiness under and not too much burnt, but just just like a yeah a rounded wheatiness, some sweetness. Really interesting. I don't know if I've smelt a beer quite like this one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm, I'm going to have to let that coat my mouth for a second, but uh, it's got that almost aspartame-y acridness um, that you get in uh, some more roasted um, stout, which is really nice because it's sitting there. It's not too strong, but it's just giving a nice, really strong, long finish. Mm-hmm. Off the top, it's a bit, a bit sweet, nice and lightly fruited. I want to say like somewhere it's like um, uh, it's a type of berry that I can't think of. It's like a like a small red Ooh. berry, so not too, but not too tart, and that's mixing really well with the chocolate and the coffee notes. So you're getting more of like a raw coffee bean out of it rather than like okay. a roasted coffee bean. Hmm. And then when that subsides, you're getting this, like I said, slightly acrid roasted character um, that's lingering. Uh, it's a bit, it leaves them out wet, but it, that acridness is a bit, I want to have more because I want to hide something in that, but I'm okay. hoping that I'll just get used to it because I've only had a few sips and it's been mm. a while. But that would be my one complaint right now is that that, that acridness, everything else is so sort of light, nuanced, slight, slightly fruity from a, a stout's perspective. Um, and yeah, like uh, it's 6%. It, it doesn't taste boozy, but it tastes strong like you want a stout too. It has that thicker viscosity from a 6% beer. But yeah, already actually I'm noticing I'm getting used to that um, acridness is starting to fade. And that's exactly what I want because I want to sip this. I want to have that surge and I want to be able to like pay attention to those fruited, like I said, not processed coffee bean type mm. flavors um, and not have to cover anything up or rush through that so well hopefully but again that's my one worry again early seconds yeah fair fair uh, we'll return to these beers at the end of the episode to give some final notes on um but we'll jump into 
our gaming chats for this episode. And there's one game to talk about, which I haven't played, but Lucy and Adol have been getting into, um, which is Elden Ring. So I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to let you tell me all about George R. R. Martin's contribution oh. to video games. I um, totally I, forgot he was involved. I did as well. He He's not involved. <laughs> you know, um, and thank God, because uh, from what I've seen of the show, <laughs> thank God, um, we'll be like, I'm fighting this dragon and uh, suddenly a brothel scene appears for no reason. Um, like a flashback. Know, yeah. So, uh, so thank God he's not involved. Um, I I played this on stream yesterday for two and a half ish hours, mm-hmm. and I have seen like Jim Sterling's uh, review and a couple other like I think I saw Dunkey's like stream or not stream his um like clip YouTube uh, video where it was just a bunch of random things. I know the basics of the game is a souls like uh I've read a couple heard people talk about how you kind of kind of do everything or anything and like you don't what you don't want to do. I got tripped up by two or three people saying what you don't want to do is follow the directions and go straight into the castle. Well, it turns out a lot of buildings look like castles if you don't know the scale of the game. <laughs> and I kind of missed the majority of the beginning. Um, but that's that's fine. Yeah. Well, it is except it's genu- for the it's fact. Generally fine. Yeah. So, it's a souls like. Uh, I, I just want to just before we go into the details, I just want to describe what I found out later was if you have you have to follow the critical path that they are literally pointing you at to go to one or two specific spots to trigger the lady who enables the plot to allow you to level up. So I was killing things and getting runes and then being like how the fuck do i level up i was like i don't understand this is so ridiculous and then losing them and then dying and then coming back and it was just like totally lost and even the first guy like you you go up an elevator and you go into the plains and there's a dude and he's like i'm gonna tell you about the world somehow i missed him and went right (laughs) for a good hour and like fought like fought a bunch of things i saw a crab and i figured i'm like i'm gonna kill this crab and I killed this giant stomped. fucking crab, oh, um, and it took me a few attempts. And I like had there was these weird poison beasts, and I learned the mechanics of the game. I've never done a Souls like, and it was really fun. And I wish I knew that I could have not lost a lot of runes because I was just stockpiling them because I couldn't do anything with them. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it, it's a Souls like game. So you die, you drop your shit. You have to get to the place you dropped it to pick them up. If you die between them, they go forever. So I lost thousands of runes of progress because I didn't know what to do. And I kind of stumbled into figuring out how to level up. Yep. Okay. Also, that means I didn't get the horsey until two hours in. Yeah. I didn't get the horsey for a few hours. But I I think that's. I think both things are valid depending on where you're coming from. And I like that the game, especially games nowadays that have such bad tutorials, lengthy, mm. you know, overwrought tutorials, and it's just like, just let me play the goddamn game. I like that this doesn't hold your hand. Uh, and I think people can also be like, 
look, you know, just throw me a bone here from software. It's like, I've been playing this game, um, I'm 70 hours in. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, there are some things where it's like, okay, I happen upon an item and it's like, remember a duplicator. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is that? And you, and the text box that comes up, it says, this is where you duplicate remembrances. It's like, I don't know what any of these things are. You can't tell me that this <laughs> is, d- describe something in a way using the exact same words. I'm just like, come on. Um, but I still like the fact that it's like, okay, you have to figure these things out on your own. And it, it, it's, <coughs> it's a real sense of adventure. Um, I have just completely ignored all the discourse about this game um, before it released when it came out and mm. everything after because either you're a weird gatekeeping souls fan or you're you know you like these games which is perfectly fine and it's like the thing is that when people really like things they get very excited about them and like to ruin them so it's just like i'm ignoring yeah. everything you yeah. know yeah. so because this is one of the few games that i've played in my life where everything feels like it's like, what is the possibility when I go crest this hill or, you know, go over to this place or this dungeon? What could be lurking down there? What is waiting for me? And it's genuinely exciting like that. And mm. I haven't felt, you know, that kind of experience since Breath of the Wild. And okay. this is in terms of like a, a world I want to get lost in. And this completely surpasses that game for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've I've turned off multiplayer, which makes you see messages from other people in the game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, people oh, God, I, can you turn telling, that shit off? Yeah, you just play offline. Um, oh, I I played it from the start, and and I've never played a Souls game either. I only know through osmosis about you know just the main you know touch points and what they are. I've never physically played one myself, and. I think playing this game has reaffirmed the belief that I wouldn't like those other games because I couldn't imagine going through the same corridor, fighting the same enemies over and over again to get up to the same boss that one hit kills you every time. Yeah. Whereas this game lets you just go explore and level up, you know. Do um, whatever you want. Yeah. And it's huge. It, it is a huge game. Right, it, I can't but fathom how big it is. From it's, what you and were... the, it's smaller than a lot of other games. I mean, probably by like mileage. Yeah, probably. But, but yeah, I mean, it, that's what ev- I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's but things there's literally. To do. Yeah, and the, every little corridor that you go down, and you know, every little area, it has its own like kind of. It's like these very different little microcosms where. You can go somewhere where you just think, oh, I'm just going to go to this shack or something or this cathedral. And there's this whole, you know, combat encounter with these different enemies and stuff like that. And it it keeps surprising you. Mm. Like, it's like, okay, I've seen this type of enemy. I I know how to deal with them. I'll just slash them to death with my katana. Done. But then it's like, okay... This enemy suddenly has a different attack pattern because they have a different weapon or they have a different status effect because it's that part of the world. And it just continually surprises you all the time. And you have to be on your guard at all times. There's no let up in this game. And that's that's what's so exciting and fun about it. And that's the thing that I had to learn because Mm -hmm. even in the same... like 
Yeah, it's such a dynamic. Uh, like I get, I certainly understand why people like Souls likes because, like, you can go to the same dungeon after a bit and you've lost a bit of the muscle memory, or you're like, oh yeah, this is the early part, and so much of it is 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 memorizing patterns. And even if you've done it before, you're like, how the fuck did that imp stab me? I have been, uh-huh. I've killed fifty of these in a row without getting touched, but I blinked. And this one hit me, and oh my god, that sucks because I really need that sliver of health because I'm still trying to figure out this next chunk of the dungeon or cave uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it. And it's... <laughs> it... You can get, like, one hit still by, like, lower, you know, smaller mobs mm-hmm. and enemies. As if they walk right around you, you're done. Oh, fucking, mm, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it, it does have that bullshit in, like, in the game where it's like, I clear out a room and then something just materializes behind me and just one-shots me. Mm. It has that kind of... There are frustrating parts like that. Sometimes it's genuinely funny, and sometimes it's like, okay, I, I wasn't paying attention, and sometimes it's just like, this is, feels a bit cheap. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I listened to the um, latest episode of Waypoint podcast, mm. Um, they've talked about Elden Ring quite a lot, so I, I've, I've kind of mm. absorbed Elden Ring almost through uh, osmosis through their kind yeah. of playthroughs and things. It's interesting to hear kind of what your take is in. I want to listen to. Sort of, I, I yeah, want to hear what their they've take, kind I of been saying. But <laughs> the latest episode is an interview with the guy who is making or has made Tunic, and yeah, hmm. I listen to that. Yeah, one, they yeah. they talk a lot about that sense of surprise. And excitement and and wonder as you're uh, you know going around a world and exploring it, and they don't mention Elden Ring a huge amount. Patrick uh, Klepik does a little because he's you know he enjoys Souls games and he's been playing that quite a lot. But kind of what they're trying for with something like Tunic is to allow you to explore a world and have that sense of kind of wonder and surprise. And excitement in the exploration and being able to move through space and just be like, yep, yeah, cool. I'm just going to go over here and see what's, what's happening mm-hmm. over here. And then having that little bit of, of, of surprise again and that sort mm. of thing. And, and that, that's very, very appealing as a, a I as, think you'd love of, it as then. a basis of a, for a game. Yeah. I think you'd love it. Mm. Um, because it has that. It has a grand sense of scale. Like, yeah, yeah. You go that's... to these castles and they're just towering there. And the way the camera, like, Sometimes like just pans behind the character a bit lower down, and you just it just gives everything an even better sense of scale. You're like, what is this? Where am I? Also, even in these earlier dungeons that I'm in, because I'm less than ten hours into the game, um, they have there are spots where the wall, like you know, you're in a cave. You've gone down in a cave, but there are spots where the wall goes up, and actually, there's an enemy clinging to a wall. And it, like, it trains you, or, like, you, you run past a dragon in a lake, and then it, you run under a big sort of cavernous, like, you're running through into a valley, and it's got a top. And it turns out there's skeletons hanging from the top that, that they just drop down and fuck you up. But if you had looked up, you would have seen them yeah. from a while yeah. away yeah. hanging, and the game, like, has really good training for, hey. Absolutely, this might matter. Um, yeah. And so now I'm using the camera a lot more to check out my surroundings. And I'm playing like a 
one-handed rapier and a little staff duel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, very which glass class, cannony. Which, which class did you pick? I don't know. I don't. I. Another thing with the onboarding in this game it doesn't really tell you the difference between classes and what they. Yeah, do I, and... that was my big complaint on the stream. Was I sat there and it's like here, and then it's like, and then it took me. I just kind of jammed some buttons and found some tooltips that explained what all the stats were. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy has these stats. These stats mean this thing. I don't really know what these the impact on the game is. Oh, that didn't help that much. Mm. Oh, also, why why is this class starting at level 11 and this class starting at level 9? Oh, really? And this one on level 5? I don't know. I picked a bandit <laughs> because I was like, this they might move quickly. Um and I'm playing as a like crusader. I've got like this heavy like chain mail on yeah. and this, you know, nice. this heavy helmet and I've got a big ass shield and a katana. So it's like So so what I, I like it, I think part of it is that like your stat differential isn't that big of a deal. So mm. you don't it doesn't mm. really so matter what your your um, starting stats are you can kind of within like 10 12 levels it seems like even yeah technically there might have been like three stats that you could be optimizing slightly better by end game but like it it doesn't seem like it'll functionally matter Uh, i picked prisoner okay uh because i don't know what that means but okay uh (laughs) so it was high dex high int and you had a funny helmet that make you look like a weird metal goblin person that's why i picked it um (laughs) But it also allows me to wear, like, I started out being able to wear slightly heavier armor, I guess. I don't know. But, like, I got a rapier. Cool. I love dex weapons. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I don't, like, um, and I have a staff, and it does a ranged, weird shooting blue sword spell. Yep. Can you, like, Neat. block things with uh, So you can swap shield. the staff out with a shield. Yeah, but uh, I can't then I realized that, I'm right. very bad at that thinking on the fly, and so now I'm primarily yeah. trying to learn how to dodge because I don't think I'll be parrying because I'm spellcasting. <laughs> I parry as well everything. Yeah, because so, I'm like I don't know how people play it without a shield. Mm. I couldn't. I'd get stomped into the ground immediately. Well, and so it was. It was very like even the beginning of the stream where I wandered off and didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Also, the fact that X is use your potion has been killing me. Because your potions only renew when you do, like go to a heal point, and you have two of them. And I immediately go, oh, an enemy, drink my potion. Ah, fuck. Like, the, the triggers, I get why they are your attacks, but I've never, I don't control her that much, and I've never played a game with this moveset. So even now, ten hours in, I'm still drinking potions randomly by accident. Yeah, games and more modern games are moving to those triggers being those those attack options a lot. I mean, Horizon it, it, does it. Um, I think it started first with like Assassin's Creed Origin potentially was one of the first, which again is like. A, but it actually a feels good here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, and, and like when, when I'm not when I'm not like when my brain isn't like yes this is the attack button press this and I'm like ah I am want to do this heavy there's like three attacks makes sense that they're on the triggers and stuff. It means I can dodge and hit attack without with two different buttons. Great. I get it. My brain is not well wired with controllers to begin with. This is it it also like things like the I'm gonna roll back so we're talking about controllers. I fucking hate the onboarding for things like, hey, 
Click your right stick to lock on. Oh, no, there's five guys. Oh, I locked on the wrong guy. He retreated. Now I'm getting owned. Oh, it turns out flipping the right stick will move a, move your target. How do you know? Oh, you, you figure it out by trial and error. Mm-hmm. It it does it. There is a there is. Or a, you, know, you don't lose track of the critical it. path, and they tell you eventually. But it's been two and a half hours, and you have to figure it out the hard way. Which again, I, do, I, do, I don't care about your problems because guess what? It took me <laughs> sixty five hours to remember I could run. Oh no! I've been playing in the game in super super hard mode. So oh, you not no. knowing how to switch your camera, I forgot that you had the ability to run. So I've been. Walking everywhere. <laughs> oh well, if you're at seventy hours walking, you're only at like thirty-five hours regular. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so people talk about like I don't think that's a good design. Um, not onboarding basic like if I've not. I think it Souls- does. Uh, 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 to be fair, I think that's in the tutorial. I just yeah. forgot. That's a, um, that's a me thing, and it's quite funny. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess. I love the openness. I love the fact that I lost track of the critical path. I don't like the fact that because I did that and like it seems like like either have it so that the lady visits you and says, now you can um, yeah, level up at any place where you save. Yeah. Or she, don't She only me... appears on bonfire at night. I was like, it was only, I only happened across that by... I think it's it's chance. one of two bonfires because I looked it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I and and it, I feel like given that I cannot actually progress in the game, you've given me the open world at the wrong time, mm. or you need to really signpost a lot more than follow the yellow mm-hmm. arrow. Yeah. Because the, I, because I, like, the whole point of this game is, I look at that. Like the first thing I did was miss the first guy. My fault. Fine, and then find a lake with a goddamn giant dragon in it. And realized I was boned, but then grinded my way against... Realized that I'm very bad at the combat and died to a bunch of dogs. And then killed a giant crab. That was great. But you know what I couldn't do with all that information? Anything else in the game to progress. <laughs> I, lear- like, I, lear- I, I think I think both arguments are bad. You, the, the two aren't mutually exclusive. No. It's like, mm-hmm. I love how open it is and like how it doesn't hold your hand. And also... It's like, yes, there should be better signposting. Yeah. I mean, and it's and I think the key is the first 10, 15 minutes. Or, mm-hmm. or e- e- I don't think large pieces of gameplay should be locked behind critical junctures that you could easily miss. Mm. When, yeah. Or at least the piece of gameplay can't be how to progress in the game. Well, yeah. lots of all of the Souls games, um, I mean, it might not be all of them, but the they start you off with that kind of like that first 15 minutes. Here is the initial sort of thrust of what you're doing. Here is a ridiculous boss, which is going to kill you in, you know, three swipes. Um, you've died. Now you've actually kind of started the game, but we've given you just a little hint of what you should be doing. Oh, there definitely was the auto death, death boss mm-hmm. fight, which yeah. I was like immediately fucked up and got hit twice. And I was like, Auto dead guy. I don't feel so bad, but also I didn't learn anything about the control right. game, and that's it, fine. But so it wow. sounds like you that that from that experience you needed that to be that little bit bigger, you know, not not an hour of being gated in sort oh, of corridors and I stuff actually, before the open world, you know, unlike some games which are like 
go through all of this stuff and now you're in the open world. Hooray. But you oh. needed just a little bit more potentially, uh, or at least actually... where, where some of those elements or tooltips and things were introduced to you to have been, you know, I guess, yeah. just bundle that all in the first 15 minutes and then let them yeah. go nuts instead. I think the, the, there are tooltips on like weird mechanics and like using the inventory and stuff that just trigger when you use them. It's mm. weird when you have to go to a spot to learn how to do a basic thing. <coughs> and again, I think it's front. If you emerge into the world, you go up the elevator, you leave the cave and you see the guy and he says, follow the white, the yellow arrows to your destiny. And you're like, I would like to do that now. First hour's fine. And you'll sure. learn all these things. Yep. Um, and my point is, the problem is when I leave that cave is when you've given me access to the whole world. Mm. And yeah, I chose, well, one, I didn't, I was so enamored with the world. I'm like, let's go right, that I missed the guy. And that's me and most people probably won't. Um. So I'll, I'll own that, like, yeah, there was signposting, but the fact that, yeah, I, I don't want to keep beating this dead horse, but like certain, not even just the leveling up mechanic, um, but just certain things were like sprinkled along the next 15 minutes. If that's what you want to do, and that's like the, like, here's how the game works. Give me a corridor before I enter the world. It's not even because it's not even about timing. Like I guess that's why I was bristling when you like. You it did sounds do like the you tutorial, more. didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I left the tutorial, and I missed what they. I didn't do what they wanted me to do to to learn the rest yeah. of the game. And uh -huh. I think that's the thing is I think the average person won't have the problem. So like I think they've done those sort of maybe not the average person. I'm just saying their first hour and a and a bit. Tutorial and post-tutorial are fine if you keep on the critical path. But the whole point, especially once it hits the discourse that this is an amazing open world, fuck yeah, I'm going to just not worry about the critical path. Because mm -hmm. people have told me that I don't need to right now. And so I've missed yeah. vital things. And, and like, that's the thing I don't like is I get, basic yeah. mechanics and I'm also, just, yeah. I'm just less hung up on it because it's like... You learn things eventually, like, mm -hmm. through, you know, just short, sheer attrition or, you know, just, I mean, you, you know, you get so frustrated, maybe, that you just look online. But it's like, I'm just very much like, I don't want to know anything about this game. I'm not going to look up online. And it's that it's been more enriching for me because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I don't know what this item does. I don't know what this option does. I don't even know that I can run. But... <laughs> the game is so open and flexible where it's like those things just don't matter for the most yeah, part. Yeah. And it's like I'm just having my own cool adventure. I mean, someone like a deal who, you know, can tend to, you know, min-max things and, you know, poke at systems and stuff like that. I understand why that is frustrating. And I, and I think that's perfectly valid. And I don't think you would have been the only one. And I do mm. agree, like, maybe that dude should have been standing inside the dungeon right there in front of you yeah. before you go out into the open world. Because he's, like, in a white robe and it's, like, very sunshiny out when you step outside. Well, and I'm, he is like, looking around, see. right? Because, like, yeah. this world is so cool. But also, mm. I want to just, like, be clear that I really like this game and that's my mm -hmm. biggest complaint it's not a big complaint it's my biggest complaint 
Yeah. Um, I, 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 I've got bigger complaints than that with the fact that you can't pause the game even when you're playing offline. Ah. Sorry, that um, is my biggest complaint because <laughs> that, my cat yells me. and I, I just hope, <coughs> right, that, that yeah, things yeah. will be okay. That, yeah, um, and you know, if your controller runs that, and it's the case of like, okay, I had a package one day and it's like, okay, I can't play Elden Ring for this hour because if at any point, you know, I need to stop playing, I'm not going to be able to. I might lose you play on Xbox or something. Yeah. Would it pause if you come back into the Xbox sort of like home screen? I don't know. I don't think it does. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, when you're going through like your inventory and stuff, like it doesn't pause. It's just, it's just. But but like, um, if you if you you know, you get to a point. I I know what you're talking about. If you go to the home screen, you're like you're like something worth trying. There's 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 an enemy up here. I've got to go out in five minutes. I'm not going to engage with them. I just want to stop Mm. at this point. I can't pause it and leave it there, but jump to the home screen and then shut your Xbox down. Because does the game suspend its state in that kind of way that it is a pause screen almost? I I, I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. It might do. Um, I don't know. And, and it's, it's sad that we I even have to figure it out. Yeah, that, doesn't, that sort of doesn't I change mean, the bigger problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's stupid, especially when you're playing offline as I am. Yes. And the frame rate is god-awful. Um, oh no, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's like, it drops all the time. Oh. Um, and when it's raining, it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it just, it just that sucks. It, to be fair, in combat, it holds up. But when you're going around the open world, it's... it's Oh, no, really. Because that's what you want, right? Going around the open world, you want it to be lovely and smooth and seamless and everything to just look fantastic. Because, as you guys have said about that, that sense of scale, suddenly you you come around a corner and there's this castle in front of you and you just look up and it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. You don't want to look up and be like, pop, hut, hut, hut. And for yeah, things it's, to be it's, it's a little not, bit kind of juddery, yeah. you it's want not it to too be, bad, mm. but it's noticeable enough. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's, I mean, they're notoriously better at optimizing their games, and um, apparently it's worse on PC. I um, think it's yeah. I think it's on a Series X. Yeah, I think it's almost been built a, for a PS5 performance. Um, from what I've seen, PS5 is the it's best, all bad. Um, yeah, apparently, if it. you play the PS4. Pro version on PS5. That is the best version of the <laughs> console. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But again, a digital fan it's, thing. It's, it's these. It's, it's the size of these games, right? The amount of popping of textures and stuff I'm getting on Horizon Forbidden West is nuts. That's a massive game. That game but is you're on a PS4. huge. I'm on a base on original a PS4. Yes. Yeah, I'm um, playing on the Series X. Yeah. To be fair, there's not much pop in draw distance. It's really good, which helps. Mm-hmm. Although, like, I can see an enemy way off in the distance yep. or, you know, um, these castles and landscapes. Um, it's, it's a good looking game. Like, the art isn't incredible, but I think what they've done with it, 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 it looks really good. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a shame. It doesn't take me out of it too much. Because I'm usually just fleeing for my life most of the time to even notice. But (laughs) yeah, it's it's a bit of a bummer. It doesn't seem like a game, uh, kind of combat-wise, that would hold you, Lucy. Uh, My experience with Souls games has always been that the combat is not 
clunky, but hmm. it is slow moving. It's lots of, you know, looking at your status bars, making sure you've got, you know, you've, you've, you've sort of, you've blocked a couple of times with the shield, you've rolled away and your stamina's down, you can't do anything. Back off, back off, back off, get a little bit, watch the pattern, cool, they've stopped. Slash, 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 move back, defend, defend, mm. defend, run away, watch that pattern come in and attack. Mm-hmm. It's very, very slow. Um, yeah, it's very deliberate. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I've always liked things with pattern recognition um, mm. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, play bloody platformers in Metro. Games. <laughs> um, it the the thing that you know really put me off was the fact that it's like, okay, this is slow. Yeah, and then I have to do it all over again. Mm. It was always the the game design in the Souls games that put me off. Okay. As I say, I probably hate it, like going to the same corridor, doing the same thing over and over again. It would just drive me nuts. It's like, give me a checkpoint, and this game gives you checkpoints. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. it's like, yeah. Because um, you have the bonfires, and you also have these like statues of Marika yeah, or something. Basically, yeah. It's a checkpoint. Yeah. Basically, uh, places where it's going to be hard in the open world rather than in the caves and dungeons. Right. Uh, will have a spot where you're like, you can They're also right back in here. the dungeons and caves. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that. So, so like, when you die and it gives you the option, do you want to go back to the bonfire? Do you want to go to this checkpoint? And it's like the checkpoint is like sometimes right outside the boss um, yeah. in the dungeon or whatever. So it's like. Yeah, and I like that. It's like, don't let me play the same thing over and over again. Um, and, and if you do, like, let me, let these things, like, go a bit quicker. I don't want to go for it down the same corridor for an extra half an hour. Um, yeah. The idea that you, you, you know, and, and I, I know, Lucy, you didn't get on with Death Store as much as kind of I did, but Death Store, I think, mm. is a, is a, a very good, uh, um, example of kind of unlocking critical paths so yeah. going through that's what made that f- game tolerable yeah fighting all <laughs> of the enemies and getting to a point where like oh now i can just put this ladder down and there's where the save point was or where i entered the the thing so actually now i don't have to do any of that again even if i die and i go back to that point i come back through the door i can just climb up the ladder and and, and crack on from there that, that game nailed its yeah. kind of checkpoint system I mean, yeah, and this game has the same thing yeah. where it's like, okay, I've opened up this door and or I've dropped down this ladder or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. It's but, uh, yeah. It, it, no, carry on. Oh, I was just gonna say it, it. The exploration, the figuring things out is great. The reason why. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so it took me like I have to admit because I was kind of tired after stream. First of all, streaming that game is. Wasn't great because obviously you're paying attention to more things and you mm. need to. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're like, ah, this dog killed me again. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I do think some. So it's interesting. I'm curious about the next 10, 20 hours I'll play because there are some runs to your body that are like, ah, fuck. And I think that's a good. What I need to learn is that's a good indication that I shouldn't keep busting, bashing my head against that spot mm. because, like, have yeah, figured not what you meant to do because 
Go out because, and level up. And do yeah, it's more. it's like 2,000 runes. Yeah, the, I should probably go back for that. But then I'm like, ah, well, I'm here. I might as well try and do that thing again. Oh, I died. I have to run back. And that's, that's the only time I've been frustrated. And I think that's the game mechanic teaching me do something else. And what's great about this game is you could do something else. Mm. However, uh, well, there is, I will say that um, if you happen to, so mild spoiler alert, but if you go east, if you miss the guy and go to the Dragon Lake and then find some ruins and figure out combat by beating up very easy to kill zombies and then suddenly dogs come at you and you're like, ah, fuck, what? Oh, I guess I need to learn how to parry or dodge because these things are fucking me up. Um, and then you go down into a basement and you kill some rats and they're like, oh, packs, shit. Okay, cool. I've learned how packs work and you can get refreshed on potions, barren flasks. Uh, by killing a whole pack. Neat. Oh, and there's a treasure chest. Don't open the treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, be, be, be a bit afraid about this. Because I, I got teleported to a very terrible place. Because yes. it was a trap chest. And I couldn't get... I got one-shotted by everything in that cave. And had to... F- you run out of that place. I had to I had to figure out how to run out of that cave and then run out of that cave and then I was like a new place. But what was interesting was it was clearly higher than my level, but I killed a few mobs when I was nice. there. Nice. I picked up a zombie dog I could summon and but what I didn't what I didn't know cuz I hadn't learned enough of the game cuz again this was before I could level up. Yes. Um I didn't know a lot about the game. But in the dungeons, you can't teleport away. And I swear it's a bug. I really want to look at the VOD now. But <coughs> I left the cave. I got out of the cave. And then it told me I couldn't teleport again. So I thought I was fucked. And I ran. I found a new bonfire. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure either I misread the map or whatever. But it didn't tell me I could teleport back home. Should be. It still had the... Well, I should have been able to. I don't know if it was Unless a bug. Unless you're underground. Um, yeah, I think it was a bug because I swear to God, I remember opening the map and it having the red X on everything. I'm like, what do I do here? And so I like, oh, you had... have to be like in in an open world. You can't be like in in a tunnel. Or, I wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah, I was. Oh, I wasn't. If you I were like I... in the grass or whatever outside of that, I found an entirely new bonfire and it still didn't let me teleport. Oh, weird. and then I died, and then it let me teleport again afterwards because mm. I just tried it, but it was. It was confusing, and it's possible that I just opened the map and thought I saw the red markers on the things and didn't, or I'm misremembering, but that's one of the problems with onboarding, but also, that was really cool. Yeah, it's like, is this a feature or is it a bug? I think, yeah, so I was going to say, as long as you could have left as soon as you left the cave, which I swear I checked, but maybe I was like two steps in the cave or whatever, um, that was really cool, and it was stupid, and it sucked, and I lost all my progress, but I was yep. in a new place, and there was a giant poison beast boss thing, and then there was a dog, and then I found out I could summon a dog, but I still hadn't unlocked summons, so I just had his ashes, ashes to add to my ash collection. But it was neat, and that's what I liked about the game, was like, even... I was doing nothing. I didn't kill a single thing, I was getting beat up, and I found my way out of a cave into a crazy-looking place... Mm-hmm. And I picked up a few things I could maybe craft with, and I picked up a consumable, and it was neat. And I killed a few mages in this new town that I want to go back to now because I was killing them. 
with my level one ass or level nine to seven or whatever the prisoner starts with. And I, I actually learned how to combat better because I didn't think I could leave. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can leave. Cool. I got That's a really that. neat experience <laughs> that I definitely yeah. wouldn't, w- would not have done if I had looked up. Even if it was a bug, I'm sure if I saved and went back in, the bug would have been gone or whatever. And and like this is why I really have been pushing back against looking it up because it sucked. Don't and then I got up. home, mm-hmm. and then I killed the easy guys, and they were way easier. Yeah, um, yeah. There are lots of times in this game where it's like it teaches you just run, just get on your horse and run. <laughs> you know, don't bother. And it's like. I've done that so many times, and it's and it's funny every single time where I just run past the boss, pick up this item, and then just run 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 out of it. Run away. But yeah, uh, it's. I mean, like the world design, and I mean, I've always loved like the character designs in these games. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just like, oh man, I wish I wanted to play Bloodborne or something like that, because yeah. like all these like weird, eldritch, Geiger esque monsters that are just roam in these lands. It's like. I just want to experience. I I just want an art book of these games yeah. because they're mm. so good, and like all of these monster designs and like the way the world is designed, like the 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 landscapes and the structures, and this is good environmental storytelling. This game doesn't have a story, but it's like okay, I can fill in the blanks myself. They're all going to be wrong because God knows what the war <laughs> is in this. Um, game but it doesn't matter it's like i don't know what the story is i don't care it's a lot of about fingers and fingering uh, from what i can it's got a lot yes fingers are big in this uh, yeah it's got a lot something about okay there's a george rr a game called elden ring is all about fingering yep it's got a lot of finger stuff Mm. um it's very weird Mm. (laughs) it is Remarkably odd, mm. but the, the yeah the the landmarks in distance like can I go there? And it's like yes, you can. It's like this is just like a sense of awe that you don't get in games, and mm. it is a tour de force. It's a brilliant I think game. It, it's one of the best games ever made. You know, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have to mm. I have to say that like that sense of awe. The first time I had it was I think the first time I got on a horse in Assassin's Creed One mm. when. The notion of a world was novel, but that isn't the case now. And the thing is, there's stuff and different environments, and there's a, I don't get the notion of sameness, and even just the idea that you're you do have icons on your map, <coughs> um, but they don't show up on your HUD. And no. you open up your map, and it's like I've written down there's a there's a bonfire here. Otherwise, it's just a map. Yeah, and I can yeah. put a marker, and it'll help my compass. That's it. It's and because of that, you have to store in your own memory a little, a little bit more, and it makes you feel more connected to the world. But also, Absolutely. the world is different. Even me, I'm in their starting area, and it's basically the grasslands and some caves, and then a couple of mountainy bits. Uh, even then, it still feels way more diverse, even though I'm in this one area, than most open world games. Yeah, yeah. the start of the game, Limgrave, like that opening area. It's like I've been back there like after hour sixty. I've literally just come back there through this route, and it's like I had no idea this was there. How did I miss this? Mm. And it's like I have just, and that's a starting error. I, I 
I probably haven't covered every, everything. Like even in the dungeons, you might not see everything in the yeah. dungeon because it's like there's so many little different paths to go down. You're you not one hundred percent in the area as you move no, through it. It'd yeah. be impossible to. Mm. But uh, yeah, and it's yeah, you'd liken it to Assassin's Creed. I liken it to like GTA Three. Like when it's like yeah, this is I, like one of the first open worlds. It's like what is the possibility? I've never yeah. seen this before. And I think the reason why mm-hmm. I said Assassin's Creed, because I thought GTA 3, but then I realized GTA 3 is like a city and it has its own mm-hmm. boundaries. And there was something about leaving in Assassin's Creed 1, leaving mm-hmm. that the first town and being like, I'm riding into the prairies looking for somewhere to go. Yeah. And you had this notion of, this is where I'm supposed to go. What if I didn't? And it turns out, you no, you had to, right? Because yeah. it was a technically limited game. Mm-hmm. In this, I literally was... Like, missed the guy and went to a different place, found a dragon, found some rats, got teleported to a bullshit area and didn't know what to do and saw these eldritch... These enemies that were, like, one-shotting me with, like, projectiles... Actually, I think it was, like, two shots, but it was, like, stun and then die, right? They're, like, these weird... Like, think of a prawn with legs and... But on the front of the carapace... Is a bunch of little baby hands! Just like a weird a line, two lines of baby hands. It's gross. They're like the South Park crab people, if crabs yeah. are shrimps. But um, yeah, it's this all kinds of like every single like enemy enemies like different in this game. It's like they're all so nasty. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, and you're right, Adil. It's like this is like what is the possibility of the game? Because it's a weird fantasy land. There's no barriers. Yes. They can do anything. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, GTA and Assassin's Creed are like, okay, New York and Italy. <laughs> They're yeah. not going to go down into, like, I don't know, the pits of hell or whatever. Yeah. You don't um, fight a hand with a face on it. Which would seem wholly possible. Face in this no, game? no, yeah, I don't probably, know. It might be, but it seems is. very possible. There's a lot of hands and yeah. fingers, so yeah. But I, I think what I liken it to most with a lot of people, you know, rightly so, you know, draw Breath of the Wild comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is open. That was more of a physics-based sandbox. This is more of a, for me, an adventure with better dungeons, yeah. better combat. Even with no story, it's got a better story than Zelda. Um, <laughs> just better in every single way, in my opinion. Um, All of these open world games with no story. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's it reminds me of Shadow Colossus. Um, okay. That yeah. kind of, you're riding up you know, over a hill and you see this massive beast in the distance mm. and you're like well, what is this let me go hit it with my sword um, and you die but, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think Skyrim's yeah. another good comparison They're not, there's not as many systems like role playing systems in this game it's like the only way to interact with the world in Elden Ring is to kill things right. you're not stacking up cheese rolls but it's like yeah, it, kind of I think the medieval heads. thing yeah. to yeah. the detriment it, of like NPCs there's no NPC... Well, I mean, if they don't attack you, they'll probably sell you something. Like, that's basically it. Like, Or just say weird things. And you're like, okay, I mean, yeah, I'll help you. I don't remember what you said. Or There's no quest so, log, and I've got a notepad, and it looks like I'm the Zodiac killer with all my weird oh, notes. Yes. I'm not yeah. smart yeah. enough to write things down. I do... My, like, my experience with it... Um, RPGs in my life has taught me to always ask, talk to them until they've run out of their dialogue tree because point and clicks, e- yes, yeah, because also. even <laughs> even the first few NPCs you look to, even that 
fucking guy I missed for an hour and a half or whatever. <laughs> like he, you need to talk to him five times before he's like, "You're yeah. maidenless. This is what this means. Go, go this way and find a maiden." And then you go that way and you get beat up by a giant troll who jumps off of a cliff, jumps off of a like top area because you weren't supposed to have gone there until you rested at the place to get your fucking <laughs> horny is, horse and then you can run past the guy that is where i learned to just go like, yeah at that point and it's like yeah it's, the world is so well designed it's it's, it, it's, it's great. got that like yeah it's got like that kind of nintendo classic nintendo kind of thing where it's like you're wondering oh can i go there it's like am i meant to go there and it's like the game rewards you every time you, you know, go around a parapet all the way, or like, you know, go down these, you know, this sheer cliff face that looks like you'll die if you fall down there. But it's like, no, there's actually a ledge there. And it's like mm. those can just lead into like completely different areas, or you might pick up a cool item and stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 tremendous. It's such a good game. Amazing. Yeah, I suspect we'll talk more about it in the future. Yeah, but mm. yeah. as it stands, I I I I want to do more, and I'm the only thing that I'm really struggling with is like <coughs> my brain being like, have I missed something? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to look things <laughs> up. Um, and like I'm actually okay with learning how bad I am at combat via brute force thus far um but uh like there are probably some simple things i'm missing and i could learn but and i i'm not gonna say i'm never gonna look anything up but i um i reserve the right to do that obviously as a human being who has free will (laughs) um but like i am really because it's such a vibrant world i feel like and, like, I love this sense of exploration. I love that I'm missing things and coming back and want to spend time until I feel bored with that world. I really don't want to look something up because I know yep. as soon as you look it up, you tunnel vision, right? It's like yes. um, yeah. it's like uh, uh, your daily commute. You don't notice things on the street because you're on autopilot. I feel mm-hmm. like when you get a game fact that says it's this far, go here. It's the same idea. While the first time you go, like, like, I was in Cornwall for a week, and I drove through some places, and we drove a couple, like, stretches, kind of, the same stretch a couple of times. And the first time takes a while, because you're, it's novel, you're not sure how far, or, you know, whatever, but you are noticing a lot. And by mm-hmm. and the second, or even the second time, you're like, ah, even though I should, like, go to a place, come back, on the way back, it's always quicker, because you know more, but also yes. you aren't paying attention. But actually, I am not playing this game to commute. I'm playing this game to experience its features, and one of mm. its features is this world. So I really am fighting against the urge of being like, is there a way of doing this better? Like, I, uh, how, how do I get more spells? Yeah. Because I don't... Like, should I just find a better shield because my spell takes forever to cast and sometimes misses this like blue sword that fires from the air there's probably better spells i guarantee you for exactly what i want and i really don't want to know but mm. also you just want to discover you want to find yeah, them but that, and, and then I use think them i i'm fueling that 
completionist instinct of not wanting to miss anything mm-hmm. by kind of taking my time in the starting area and like doubling back and like oh i saw that cave entrance and i was totally unsure what to do because at that point i couldn't fucking level up <laughs> um <laughs> let's go back right Let, let's go yeah. back and then and i've so i've gone to three dungeons now that i had found in my wanderings and now that i have a foothold on the game both its combat and its basic mechanics yeah you know what i'll finish those and when i'm done with those I am going to probably try and, like, learn this area a bit more, see if I've missed anything, probably get teleported by another goddamn chest. You know, like, and also some guys I ran away from, it's like, okay, I get, I'm not great at combat in this game. I'm not good at this game, but maybe I can kill this guy again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the type of experience I want, which is not... I don't think I'll play this game with multiple builds or some people who are like, ah, I want to try it this way. Like, I think if I make a mistake and, like, actually I should have gone, like, should have gone super parry build, I'll just try and figure that out on the fly. I don't, because I'm really enjoying the discovery, etc., and I I think that's what I want to extract the most out of this game. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you at a point, uh, Lucy, played uh, a fair chunk has a, a decent mm. amount of hours into it are you at a point out of where it's captured you enough that you will kind of issue all other apart from maybe like first looks for sort of the stream and things is this is this the game that is pulling you in do you want to go back to it are you sat here now chatting about it thinking i'm gonna play it when we finish talking a hundred percent that yeah and okay. i wasn't earlier today but i did some work like i'm just doing some like um copy editing for a job um mm. and um and i was like ah oh, i so i do pomodoro 25 minutes on five minutes off and it's like oh, i can't really do much in five minutes <laughs> on my long break maybe i'll play some elden ring and then it was and then i played a few hours and it was like oh and then it was 7 40 and i died on a dungeon and i was like could I get further in the dungeon before having to leave for the podcast at eight? <laughs> Probably. No, turn it off. Like, yeah, I've definitely, and I think the key is, um, I, I mean, I, I made peace with the fact that I need to figure the game out. Yeah. And I'm, and like, like we said before, like a large part of that is being okay with dying. Cause that's kind of part of the game. And like, Sometimes it's better to die because you're going to have to refill your flasks and like you killed those guys and they didn't give you the <laughs> flask like they weren't a pack. Yep. And uh-huh. so you're actually now in the middle of nowhere and it's like I don't have a lot of health like whatever so I'm going to have to teleport back or whatever like things like that. Like I, I, maybe there's a way of I'm sure there's mechanics that will allow me to like not have to stop so often and refill or whatever, or maybe just getting better. But like, I get a sense that like this pacing right now is okay. Well, now I'm going to stop and leave and come back. And actually, if I can't get further, maybe find somewhere else to throw my energy. Yeah. Cause there are lots, lots of places. Um, there was like, I went in this Valley after the skeletons dropped down on me and there was a guy, it's like this, weird guy in all red uh, uh, just appears and it's like this guy's come ha- has entered the, the fray or whatever and just owned me and i was like oh I well, have that's, a, that's another problem. 
Yeah, except I think it was. It, it, sometimes it, it is. It, sometimes it is, and it's not really. I think oh. it. I think it wasn't I, I think, because yeah, yeah. It, it, every time I like I went to pick up my runes, and then someone had teleported right there and kicked my ass. But yeah. so it's I think not it, for me because I get those as well. Oh, yeah. So like invaders. Yeah, mm. but sometimes it's just the computer. It's not uh, clear. I think it's oh. part of the like you have to deal with these things. Like maybe it was part of the onboarding. I don't know. But what ended up happening was I I figured out how to like. It seemed like an AI. It had a pattern, mm-hmm. and so I was doing well. And then a guy in orange appeared, and then helped kick his ass. I'm like, could you, you, you? Why did you appear once I figured this guy out? Could you have appeared the first couple times? But like, okay, that's cool. That was weird. Yeah, neat. But like, there's enough going on when I wander around that like, and the thing is, he kicked my ass in like two hits almost like the first time. And yeah, you can figure some of the stuff. Like, it there are patterns, uh, and some of it is very generic. I think this is what um, I didn't get without people talking about souls likes. Like, we have to learn the pattern of each enemy. Yeah, but most enemies have similar patterns, or at least your reaction is similar. Yes, yeah. And so it's not, like, and this is a guy who forgets that he can hit left on the D-pad to put a shield on so he can block. <laughs> I always have my shield. Yeah. yeah. Um, Go into every cave just holding my shield. But, uh, Lucy, uh, kind of mm-hmm. final thoughts for the evening? On Yeah, I... I I'm very much like I, I. Every waking hour, I just want to play this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, dreaming about this game. Yeah, I just want to play more of it. It's consumed um, you that so, much. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm really smitten by it. I'm very close to it because I'm still playing it. Maybe I'll sour on it late. Well, not sour, but like maybe not have I such mean, glowing but... thoughts later. But it's like one of those games. Even if I don't finish it, I've just had such a whale of a time. Mm. Yeah, it's I mean the fact that it's gripped you for this long. Oh, this quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 70 hours in Canyon, so. I just want to play it. So. Yeah, oh, good. Bye! Yeah, that's right. it. Off. <laughs> it's a good place for us to finish uh, for this week so the two of you can go and uh, play some more Elden Ring. And, and listener, you can get back to playing Elden Ring. It, it, it feels like a game that you could listen to a podcast Oh, yeah, to. I do that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna. What's interesting is I wasn't sure about that, but actually, it's the the one complaint I might have is if I'm like having to grind against a thing because I'm just not figuring out how to like kill that stupid boss or whatever. I find it actually easier to have a podcast or something in the background than mm. not. I'm not so afraid. I don't have so much dread sometimes going into a dark cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've got friends. Like you've got friends in your ear. Yeah. yeah, like a Resident Evil game because it's like, what is that howling I can hear? Why? <laughs> why is it so dark? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Good. Um, so it, it, I mean, it sounds uh, amazing from from all accounts, from the both of you, from the other things that I've heard. Uh, Elden Ring is sounding like it is. I think, yeah, a very hard game to top for uh, for this year. It's doing a lot. I don't. Push. I don't know what we're done to see to it. It'd be something that just comes out of left field. I don't think God of War could do because it it's just going to be like Ooh. as much as it as as good as God of War is. It's kind of an own quantity. Mm. Um, you know, and I mean, I the problem is they can't so. they can't do something that ambitious because there'll be people who revolt. 
if it's too much of a change from people the revolted um, against you know <coughs> when it when it was like oh we're doing behind the camera thing and then yes. they ate their yeah. words because it was a fantastic game mm. but um, yeah I don't really care about those characters so the story won't really have an impact on me and it's a known quantity like yeah. I love the gameplay in the first one don't that's the only thing that I can imagine that come comes close if yeah. it's yeah. if it's this year if it yeah um. The Silk Song is coming out in 2028, so we won't have to worry about that. <laughs> nah, well, I don't think it is, Did you see that Lucy. they changed the... Did, someone said that's earlier than I expected, but, <laughs> but the, apparently this, the Steam like uh, API like got updated and, like, you know, placeholder dates and that was February 2028. Jesus like, Christ. I see it, I see it, I see it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be dead before then, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, so, will anyone be alive? Yeah. But, exactly. you know, that'll do ring to play till the end of time. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, good. If uh, you, listener, would like to hear us up about your thoughts about Elden Ring or, you know, any other games that you think are maybe genre-defining or change a genre in specific ways that you think we should go back to and play or at least investigate in some kind of way, you can go to Twitter or the various social media outlets and go to Tanked Up at Tanked Up Cast, or, or come and hit us up on our Facebook page, which is the Out of Lives Network Facebook page. You can go to outoflives.net to look at what everyone else is producing over there, or see our beautiful faces under the podcast post, and of course the beers that we're drinking as we show them on uh, camera whilst we are pouring slash drinking them. You can also go to your podcast service of choice, Leave us a little rating, little review. That always helps to boost us that little bit. You can go to YouTube as well, which is Out of Lives, and subscribe, comment, come and chat to us there, or hit one of us up for details on the Discord and come and chat to us whenever you like. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is... Juicy this night. And Adel is... At the Omnia. They're all the places that we inhabit. They're the beers that we've drank. They're the games we've played. Did we talk about the beers? Wait a minute. Did we talk about the beers? No, we you sort of wrap up, but I was going to let it go. Just a quick one minute on your bit. <laughs> it good. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, sorry, a minute. Hold on. <laughs> um, I really liked it. It, it basically, um, that acridness tamed down. So did the tropicalness, where I mean like the slightly more fruity bit. All evened out in a way that wasn't boring. I don't want to say that as negative, but it just like mm. made it much easier to drink and sip. And like again, three thirty mil can, and I finished it sort of on the hour. Okay, um, very easy to sip and enjoy. Um, lovely finish, so I'm still tasting it now. Good. Yeah, solid beer. Definitely would recommend tracking down a Nesta. Perfect. Good. Good. Uh, and this this export stout from uh, Left Hand Giant, the Brew Pub. Um, it's lovely. It's nice. Uh, um, you 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 don't get that sweetness that maybe more modern porters uh, kind of have, but it's full of coffee, full of roasted notes, full of hazelnut as well, and the flavour was consistent all through the beer. Nothing kind of faded. Uh, everything was still as big as it was at the start of the beer. So that punchy, lovely hazelnut flavour came through as much towards the last few drops as it did at the start of the beer as well um the bitterness perhaps that 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 kind of 
uh, at least in my mind, unquantifiable uh, um, bitterness that was coming through. That mellowed a little bit. Um, and it was more those, as I say, those coffee and those hazelnut notes that, that, that sort of stuck around. Uh, but yeah, solid, solid beer from Left Handed Giant uh, there. So yes, they are the beers that we have drank, and that's the games that we've been playing. We will catch you very, very soon for another week we've been tanked up. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> You've gone very quiet, Lucy, suddenly. Oh, bye, you tarnish fingers. <laughs> uh, that's what mm. I said. Sorry, I, I muted my mic. Beautiful. <laughs> www.outoflives.net